Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. Hello, Dustin. Hello. This is the final episode of the first half of the season of yes, The Walking Dead. mid-season finale. We won't get another episode until 2017. February of 2017. And that's uh, after the inauguration, so we might not ever get another one. Well, we the world will just look a lot like The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Politics aside, this is Apocalypse Now. Hi. Um, this is the, we are not taking a break, by the way, uh, even though Walking Dead is, we are going to be back next week with, of all things, Teen Wolf. I'm the, very excited. Have you ever watched an episode of I have show? never watched an episode of Teen Wolf. Oh, so the first, so, so the good. first part of, the first thing that has to happen next week is you need to bring me and the audience up to speed. Oh. We have a program that's basically called, um, The Essentials that we, we were trying to do a lot with, mm-hmm. with some stuff over at, at Sci-Fi for me. And the idea is, is that if you had to take it from scratch to explain something to a complete, someone who doesn't know anything about it, mm-hmm. right, what are the things they need to know? So that's next week, we will give Dustin a little bit of time to explain to me and to you guys what you need to know if you haven't watched the show. Now, this is the final season. Yes. And so, of all the times to catch up. <laughs> all the times to just like throw yourself but in. But we're going to, because you've been reviewing that show. Uh, wa- talk- I've been at least watching it. It started off as kind of, oh, let's just see. Well, let's just see what this... Reviews for Humans. Yeah. Your your podcast with our friend Molly Montgomery, or your, your video series. Yeah. Um, you guys did Teen Wolf a lot. Yeah. And uh, it has, over the course of the last six years, become probably my favorite show. It's a teenage werewolf show on MPTV, and I'm almost 40. So... We will be dealing, we will be uh, uh, diving into that mm. next week. A um, couple of things we're also going to do. We're going to try for those of you who have uh, listened to our show and wondered when is this show supposed to come out? What is the release date of the Apocalypse Now show? podcast? Yes, sometime before the next episode. That of is Walking the idea. Dead? We are actually going to change that. What? It is going to be coming out every Tuesday. What? Which means a couple of things. First of all, folks, you're going to notice a few changes in the formatting here. First of all, it's one of the things that takes as long as it does to get it to release is I go through and I edit our podcasts. Dustin mm-hmm. and I, you'll notice every now and again, Dustin and I will pause. And there'll be this long dead space because one of us is trying to th- remember a name or, or think of what we're going to say. Talk about something or and so, try to decide if the joke is really, really appropriate. Exactly. So that... I go through and I cut a lot of those pauses out because I tend to think it makes us look like idiots who we can't remember what we're going to say. Um, or the ums and the uhs. Exactly. That. Some of that stuff comes out too. We're going to stop. I'm going to stop doing that. I'm going, I am going to go through and cut out the obvious ones. I'll pull the timeline open and I'll sit there and go, aha, there's a dead spot there. Dustin's brain locked up. <laughs> or here, there's a dead spot here. I forgot how to use words. You know, that stuff we'll go, go ahead and, and get rid of. But for the, we're not going, I'm not going to spend as much time worrying about the ums and the uhs. Ah. So Monday night, where we, we record this on sun, Sundays, Monday night, I'm going to spend about half an hour 
and go through and chop, 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 do everything else. Um, that also means that... Oh, you're going to get all of our rants and crazy ramblings. Exactly. Too. A lot of that stuff is going to stay. <gasps> That's so, going to be super fun. So, But on, on the flip side, we're also going to try and do something for you. And that is, the last two episodes, we've been getting longer and longer. Oh, yeah. And uh, Well, they've been 90-minute episodes. 90-minute episodes. This, this was a 90-minute episode is, tonight. And I know. But at the same time, we tend to do the best... Our, our best discussions tend to hit in the 30, 35-minute mark. Yeah, I know. And so we're going to do our best to try and do that. We There will be times we will go over. I don't know. We're not going to get 35 minutes tonight. There's right, just too obviously. much to talk about. We've been talking for four minutes and we haven't even done exactly. anything Exactly. But this is important stuff to know because there's the folks who are listening to us, we want you to understand what we're doing. Um, folks is folks. You're also going to see, if you're if you're looking at the articles on the website, sci-fi-for-me.com, you're going to see a language disclaimer. Yeah. We try really hard. One of the things that, that we've tried to do with all of our podcasts is we want them to make them as accessible as possible for the widest audience. We're right? a family show. Kind of, except that we're not a family show. I'm we're not, we're, at we're that. watching a show that isn't a family show. So while I may go through and catch stuff every now and again and go, okay, at 4 13, Dustin said every swear word there ever is. <laughs> the seven words you can't say on television. Exactly. And I'm going to cut that out. But sometimes quoting dialogue this last episode i quoted a line of dialogue it had a swear word in it okay to accurately quote the show i had to swear bleeping that out doesn't make any sense right so we're going to do our best to not or well when it happens it's going to happen maybe but also again because my my goal here is to get the episode out to you on the listeners every tuesday um it's going to be less of my concern to make sure that, that is all cleaned up. So you will see that disclaimer. Um, you'll get a disclaimer probably vo- verbally every episode from me as well, uh, just so you know. But anyway, that stuff is that's the stuff that's coming up. We wanted to give you guys a heads up. Um, you're going to start seeing, if you're listening to any of our other podcasts, you're going to start seeing those come out on a schedule as well. Um, every Tuesday, it looks like every Tuesday and Saturday is going to be a big podcast oh, release day. Well, then us. there you go. So Tuesdays for The Walking Dead, for Zompocalypse Now, and all its... The shows that we watch. Because the shows of we watch. Yeah. yeah, we're and I've I've also heard rumblings we might be covering more of the supernatural shows. Um, there is a chance that we will be well expanding a little bit in that regard. The, I mean, because ultimately we only have thirteen episodes left of right, only thirteen, six, 13, something like something that, like and that, then a number of episodes, and there's left. only six to eight episodes of, of Fear the Walking Dead per season, or ten episodes, or whatever it is, but. Mm-hmm. You know, considering its ratings, I don't even know if I'd, I'd bring it back as a full season for the next one. Um, Just long enough to kill everybody off. I guess. So in any, in any event, uh, there are other shows that we can be talking about, and we should be talking about, because while we started off doing this, with our written reviews all those, all those years ago. All those seasons ago. Uh, it was all about The Walking Dead. Um, we watch other things, and we talk about other things, and every opportunity that we can to have these kind of discussions... We should be, because there's cool shows on there, on TV anyway that aren't The Walking Dead. So, right. In any event, let's talk about The Walking Dead tonight. Sure. Because nothing happened. I mean, it was the most boring, Ugh. dull... I fell asleep. Hour and a half of... I, there was... It was audible snoring from Timothy. It was it was sad, actually. Um, <sighs> luckily, uh, I had my phone going. I recorded the whole episode on my phone. So I was able to watch it later. Oh. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> uh, so, okay. A couple of things did, in fact, happen. Uh, yeah. Well, let's... Uh, how do we want to... 
Let's, okay, we're going to go shortest to longest. Sure, so that would be Hilltop. Michonne. Oh, no, you're right, Michonne. Michonne. Okay. So, so let's go through this real quick. We have Michonne's storyline. Yes. We have the Hilltop storyline. Right. We have the Rick Kingdom storyline. The Kingdom. Rick and, Rick and Aaron, uh, and then uh, well, Spencer, Spencer and, and, and Alexandria. And Rosita. Right. Everybody got a little something. Everybody got a little something tonight. So anyway, Michonne has taken a hostage, the redhead hostage, mm -hmm. to drive her to find Negan. And they get to this, I guess, border of they're, Negan's territory or uh, something? They're, they're, if nothing else, are at the top of a hill looking down the road. And you can see the encampment, the settlement. Our ache encampment or right. settlement. Right. I mean, Hundreds one. of people milling yeah. about. And the redhead's basically like, or Michonne goes, is this Negan? Is this Negan down there? And, and the redhead laughs and says, we're all Negan. Yeah. And then she says, "There's a, you know, take this truck. Put it in the lake. There's a silencer in the glove compartment. And then it pulls back, and you see the pop of Michonne shooting this lady in the head and then pulling the truck around and turning around. And Tim, after that happens, is like, I think that she was running away. Because it was very unclear what was happening with her the first time. When right. we first met her, we just saw her in the car being stopped by this border of, of yeah. walkers that Michonne had built. And there was no explanation, because she wouldn't say... Because Michonne kept at saying, you know, well, who are you? What, you know, yeah. what's the deal? And the, and the lady wouldn't say. And so the only way that what happens with her makes sense to me is if she was, she would rather die than go back. Right. And so she took death. Well, but that doesn't work for me mm -hmm. because then it makes the fact that now Michonne is just a, straight up cold blooded murderess because this is a person if she was really running away and she'd really take death over returning to Negan's settlement Michonne is the perfect person to tell that to and then create but an this inside person, man ally of, but this person was not this woman was not going to say anything for whatever her reasons were she was not going to explain herself she, that, was, that was the option she gave Michonne Right. I it, The problem is, is it makes, for me, Michonne's whole thing in this episode is almost superfluous. Because Michonne could have found the settlement all by herself, mm -hmm. made these same conclusions all by herself, mm -hmm. turned around and walked her happy ass back to the hill, to Alexandria without having to take a hostage, kill him, and then hide a van. Oh, I agree. Um, so I just don't know. I just I, I I'm finding a hard time finding a point in all of that. I don't think they're actually mm, okay. Well, I'm sure they 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 meant there to be a point, but I don't know that there was a point either. Uh, I don't necessarily have a problem with Michonne being the one to pull the trigger on that. I just yeah, it just does seem like a <sighs> Michonne is being introduced to somebody who is without hope, another person who is without right. hope. And I think that's that may be what it is. It's supposed to be the you know even they don't have hope, even the right. villains don't have hope or something. I don't know. So that was Michonne's little arc until she gets back. And right. We'll come back we'll to come her. Back. Yeah. So until she so, gets back home. Uh, mean then. Meanwhile, also and then uh, at the hilltop, mm -hmm. Maggie is keeping watch and wooing the world. Yes, everybody loves everybody loves Maggie and Sasha and Nina. They're bringing them food. Uh, the only people that doesn't, the only person that doesn't love them is Gregory. Gregory. And he's all like, 
So yeah, he's God. he's standing here with an apple, and he's like, so uh, everybody's really, really, uh, really, really likes you, and you know they said you saved us the other night. I don't want you to get too comfy. Don't get a big head about it. <laughs> and, and, and she's like, are you gonna eat that apple? <laughs> and, and he's. he's like, yeah. yeah. And then the other guy on the guard post is like, dude, you know she's pregnant, right? And look, <laughs> he throws the apple up to her and she bites it. And I'm sure that this is the most satisfying apple that that Maggie has ever bitten since she bitten her first one. Yeah, that's fantastic. Poor, poor Gregory. I don't feel bad about Gregory at yeah. all. He's just a horrible person. So, meanwhile, meanwhile again, uh-huh. uh, Daryl has decided to take his, uh, his the key that mm-hmm. he was given and escape. Uh, he gathers some clothes. He... he sneaks into a hall where apparently there's some cleaning stuff, throwing out things. It's really kind of gross. Ends up in somebody's apartment, one of the, one of the various apartments, yeah. um, which has clothes that fit well enough. Sure. Uh, a jar of, of peanut butter, which we can he can gobble up, mm-hmm. and um, as, as some tchotchkes. Some tchotchkes. A chess set that makes him angry. Well, that's. I think that was just a, a table of tchotchkes of like things on a chessboard. Oh, okay. Well, I thought it was on like a little table. I didn't mm. see a chessboard. Uh, but yeah, he kicks it over, and then he makes the escape and runs into Fat Kenny or Fat Lewis or whatever Negan was calling him. And the dude's like, I'm just trying to make it through the day just like you. Which, of course, leads uh, Daryl to bludgeon the ever-loving poop out of him. Oh, God. He... There's not a whole... Yeah, there's no sympathy whatsoever. It's, right. Um, and then he discovers, that's where, that's where the gun is. That's where he finds oh. the gun. Because we... Later, a gun a gun will show up later that we were like, where's this gun come from? And oh, it's like, right. There it is. Yes. That's what okay. it is. Um, and, but, well, the reason I ask is because that's, like, oh, Rick's yeah. gun. Right. That's Rick's gun. So, anyway, then Jesus shows up. Yeah. Like... He just, like, walks out of the corner and goes, whoa, <laughs> dude, relax. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Daryl and, and uh, Jesus escape on a motorcycle. Then, mm-hmm. uh, Carol is sitting at home. In her lovely house, reading Fifty Shades of Grey, snacking on some pomegranate seeds, and she hears a thump. She goes and looks, and Morgan has left a bag of supplies. Well, first, first thing you see this, you see this bag, and then the camera pans up, and you see Morgan like zipping across the graveyard, uh-huh. and she's like, opens the door, going, "Morgan, yeah, come here." And he's like, "Damn it, caught." <laughs> And so she, he comes in. He's like, "I just want to make sure you're okay." She opens the door to like a cupboard or something, and there's just like boxes and boxes. Yeah, because like, I think you know, I just, fresh vegetables are nothing to sneer at. She's like, "I have all the fresh vegetables. I am one single lady. I don't even have a cat. <laughs> like, <laughs> there are no cats." Okay. So, so then he comes in, and they have this very terse conversation where she's basically like, "I do not." want to hang out anymore like stop and it, it and he's Tell like i was leaving <laughs> yeah. because i you asked me uh-huh. to come back and there's a knock at the door <laughs> and she's like how what the hell no idea she's like is there a sign on my yeah. door that says stop in no and, and they open the door and it's it's the basically the leader of He's the, the one who is fattening the pigs. I don't know his name. He's the knight. Yeah, he, he's that. kind of the leader of the military yeah, aspect the of the kingdom. And he's like, um, so, about the saviors. Not a fan. No. Um, pretty sure they're going to kill us at some point. 
would like that to not happen, could you maybe convince Ezekiel to maybe kill him first? Because he listens to you for some reason. I mean, you just got here and all. And right. Yeah, I mean, you're you're a very lovely woman and, and clearly not someone who knows anything about fighting. <laughs> <laughs> the look that she gives. That, well, the look, on, the look on everybody's face except his. Yeah. It's like, Morgan's like, oh, wow. Okay, sure, man, whatever. <laughs> Um, yes, because because the best place for a woman who is over forty mm, mm-hmm. in the zombie apocalypse is sitting chilling out by herself in some. If she was not a capable fighter, she would be. Oh yeah, like, no. But it's 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 cute. I mean, you know, they she did a good job of pretending to not be what mm-hmm. she is, right? And she's like, no, I'm pretty sure I can take care of myself. <laughs> However, this is not my problem, right? I want to be left alone. Did you miss the part where I said, I want to be left alone? The the welcome mat on my front porch says, bugger off. Go away. <laughs> but, you know? I mean, it's... But you know, you know that she is going to Well, she kicks in. both the guys out, and you tweeted out somehow, the guys going to have to walk back to town, like, not looking at each other, not talking about anything. It's like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> But I, Morgan says to him that he doesn't want to break the peace. Right. Morgan says, I don't want to break, I don't want to be responsible for starting a war and getting people killed. Mm-hmm. And Carol says, I don't want to be involved in this at all, period. And this dude's like, but all of the people are going to die. We're all going to die if we don't do something. I see it mm-hmm. happening, which makes me think that maybe he was a savior at one point. I think everybody was a savior. Everybody who's new to this season, who just kind of is like a randomo, I'm, I'm like, they were a savior at one point. I feel like that is, like they were, you know. It's it's possible. I'm very curious to see how this is all going to play out for some of these characters. Right, because then he, I guess, doesn't go back to the kingdom. He finds he goes to this RV where he um, has all these supplies, mm-hmm. a lot of empty milk jugs. Which I two two things mm-hmm. here. Number one, he must be a super fan of like like artisanal milk or was at some point <laughs> because that's the only thing that comes in milk jugs nowadays yeah or number two he went to a lot of thrift stores like he's got a thing for the milk jug maybe he was thinking about making molotov cocktails i'm thinking possibly molotov cocktails anyway but he is going to be it's interesting because he also starts breaking down there too he's like yeah he has this... a moment and i think what we're supposed to see there and it's hard to tell but i think what we're supposed to see there is that He's someone who's looking at this and going, all of these people are going to die. How could they not listen to me when this is going to be so bad? But then we're gone from him. We don't really get anything else from that. Um, Of course, Morgan Morgan doesn't want people to die because Morgan thinks that the tendency towards violence violence being the answer being... Caused all this to begin with. Right. And so therefore, you know, mm, let's not do that. Right. But... He also, the, the guy looks at him and says, at some point you're going to have to realize that you're going to have to kill to save lives. And Yeah, because Morgan said that. I, I, he, he says, you killed before. And Morgan says, I killed somebody to save Carol's life. Mm-hmm. And he goes, this is the same thing. And it's not because while Morgan and Carol were, I don't think they were, I think they were already gone when Rick decided to take out the saviors, right? Weren't they already gone? Did um, already yes, leave? I believe so. So this actually is almost that exact same conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that 
I think that it's really telling because I think that you would have gotten the same reaction from Carol and Morgan if they had been in the conversation was like, we're going to go take out these saviors. Yeah, probably. Uh, where she would have said, this is not our fight. And he would have said, we can't go and start a war. And of course, obviously, they would have both been right at that time. You know, it's interesting, the, uh, the, the, the way that characters are breaking down here. So, so Rick is, if, if, as Rick is our central character, he tends to go from, you know, the guy you don't cross because he will, he will destroy you to the right. guy who will bend over for the bigger threat to save his family. Right. right? But some of these other characters are the like the voices that are, you know, the I, the concepts, right? So we have Morgan's pacifism. We've got uh, Carol's "just leave me alone." Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Michonne's um, "I will kill you." Right. You know, I mean, there and that's you know, everybody's got more nuance than that, right? right? But it's these little pieces of it's almost like the. His emotions are the people that he's surrounding himself with. They all yeah. have the point of view that they're all struggling for for Rick's um, for dominance in Rick's way of dealing with the world. Mm-hmm. So, meanwhile, back with Rick and Aaron. Oh right, so they they're still standing on the on the thing on the shore of, of the doom. zombie lake, and they find a robot with a ton of holes in it, <laughs> and uh, and so they're like, "Well, Rick's like, I'm going to make I can make it. You just wait right here." <laughs> No, I don't think I, so. So they get in the rowboat. Because they think they, there's a rowboat and then there's a canoe and there's the houseboat. Right. So they think that they can get from the rowboat to the canoe and then to the houseboat. Because the guy who set up this whole thing is like a secret supervillain. I mean, he had like inside. You know, no, I think really what he was, he, it was somebody who played way too much Tomb Raider. <laughs> and like. Like he decided to create a thing. Like this mm-hmm. is this is seriously from a video game. We you have you have ten minutes or you have five thirty five seconds or whatever to get mm-hmm. to the canoe before the rowboat sinks. Right. And then you know, <laughs> like so yeah, so they, they do that. When they get to the rowboat or to the canoe, Aaron falls off. And for a minute there we were like Wait a minute, how does Aaron uh, die in the comic? No, no, we can't Aaron die. Aaron can't die. No, it's, it'd be a stupid way for Aaron to oh, die. Oh, yes. I was very, I would have oh. been very upset. Uh, but he doesn't even get bit, which I was afraid that it was going to be able to have a fight later. Um, so they get the thing and they find all of these supplies. And there's a note with a, with a bird, somebody shooting the bird, that says, you won, but you still lost. Because there's no ammo. There's lots of guns. Yeah. No ammo. Uh, but there's plenty of supplies. There's other supplies there. Right. And because Rick even says at one point, uh, you, the only thing this guy was out of was supplies. Or was was whatever the thing was. Bullets. Bullets. Um, but I'm, I'm a little afraid that that means something else. What do you mean? Um... Well, this guy set up this huge Rube Goldberg machine to get to his yeah. stuff. What if the supplies are tainted in some way? Okay, that's I had not thought of that. I was thinking that the stuff that Rick gave them was not the complete supplies that they found. You think he's already? I think hoarding? I think I think that Rick and Aaron held some back. I, I it's possible. And well, maybe maybe. 
I wouldn't be I wouldn't be upset by that because they take the houseboat and they maneuver it to right. got, there's there's paddles and that the uh, the current will take them to shore. Right. However, on the opposite shore, someone is watching. Someone is watching. Someone who we only see their boot. Right. It's a dramatic boot with a specific pattern. Right. Uh, so and and then they do this thing. The Walking Dead, Walking Dead has tells. Mm-hmm. Like when you know something terrible is going to happen to somebody when they start having a lot of character development. Oh yeah. And like <laughs> so, first Aaron fell oh, God. into the lake with the zombies, but he escaped without being bitten. Right. Then he's walking like back and forth between getting supplies, talking about his life philosophy, mm-hmm. and I was just like, oh my God, they're about to kill Aaron. And they did, that didn't happen. There were a lot of... We'll, we'll talk about this again, but there were a lot of moments tonight where it's like, oh, God, they're dead. Yeah. So, anyway, they get to... Um, they get back, and... Uh, hmm. Because, meanwhile... Oh, right. So... While, uh, while you were away... <laughs> so, Spencer has decided, he's taken it upon himself to usurp Rick. He is going to... He is going to go to Negan, tell him, like... Bearing scotch. Yeah, and be like, look, I should be the one in charge of all of this. Rick is going to come come against you. I will never come against you. Mm-hmm. So I want to be that guy. So he goes, and he does that. He, like, goes to Negan, and they're just, like, playing pool, and... Because and as you recall, Negan was basically hanging out at Rick's place. Yeah. And, Being you know... super creepy with Judith. I with would, Rick's kids. Yeah. And he has, uh, they're having spaghetti. Yeah. And Olivia is there. Yeah. Which, oh. which he likes. <laughs> Negan liked Olivia. Yeah, that's right. She stood so. up to him. Kind of. She, she easily slapped she him. So. She's, I, think, I think that works. So anyway, uh, she's been feeding him lemonade for mm-hmm. however long, hours or whatever. So Spencer, before he actually gets over to Negan and gets into the whole let's play pool thing, he and Rosita actually have a moment. Right. And for a minute there... Rosita has moments with a couple of people this episode. Right. Um, first, she talks to Father Gabriel. Uh, she's basically going to confess that she's about to kill Negan. Right. And he does what Eugene tried to do last week and dissuade her. Like, what you realize that if you try this, you are going to be killed. Why do you want to be killed? Mm-hmm. And so she's talking about, well, if we could have fought him if Abraham was still alive and all this stuff. And... and and we need to kill Negan. Negan needs to die. Father <laughs> Gabriel's like, yes, I agree. Negan needs to die. But this is definitely not the way to go about it. Right. Everyone has said to her, this is not the way to go about this. And but, then later, she's sitting on her front porch. She's basically talked her out of it. I think mm-hmm. he talked her out of it. Just, yeah. And so she's sitting on her front porch. And uh, Bench comes walking up with brandy and scotch, something. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Uh, and and it's like, hey, I'm gonna go butter up Negan. It's gonna go super great. It may take us a few months, years, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna do it like my mom did. I'm gonna negotiate. I'm gonna be a. I'm gonna be a, a diplomat. And like here that. is, I actually tweeted this out too. Here is the thing: if his mother had been alive and helping make the decisions, mm-hmm. she would have never let Rick go and. And uh, attack that settlement without doing the research. I don't think she would have talked 
him out of it. I don't think that they would have said, oh, no, we're not going to do that at all. But she would have been like, okay, well, let's watch them for a little while. Let's get a pattern down, figure out what's going on. I think, you know, I, I think you're right. I think that if if his mother and his father had both not been killed the way that they were, mm-hmm. it would and his be, brother. And his brother. It would be a very different dynamic here. Right. And Rick would not have been inclined to strike first without research. Mm-hmm. So yes, it's it's all the way around uh, uh, not a good way right. for any of this to end up. Spencer is not... not. So anyway, he butters uh, Negan up with some scotch. He tells them there's a pool table across the street. They go out and they're playing pool. Because they make the, take the pool table and they move it into the center of the road. Which not an obvious... Armed guards around. And uh, somehow, magically, all the Alexandrians come out of their houses to watch. Yeah. Part of me thinks that the Negan, the saviors, knew what was going on, what was about to happen. See, I was wondering about that, because they could have been herded. They could have also... It raises the question, how many people in Alexandria feel the same way? They feel like, basically, this is Rick's fault. Because I can see that. But uh, here's the problem I have with that line of thinking. I think because Rick proposed this to the group, Mm -hmm. and the group agreed that attacking the saviors before the saviors could attack was the right course of action. This was not a a decision Rick made. Well, I know, but that doesn't mean that people didn't have, you know, there's people, people make strange decisions. Right. And they believe strange things. Um, I don't think people were going to watch because they thought, oh, Spencer's about to take over and everything's going to be ham bones and gravy. I think that, I think that they were, that they saw what was happening and I think maybe they were hurted a little bit. I don't I, I, well, you, you may very well be right. I don't know. I don't know. But everybody shows up. Tara is there. Rosita is there. Uh, Eugene is there. Gabriel is there. Bunch, tons, bunch of people. Carl and Olivia are standing on the front porch of Rick's house. And and Spencer is telling Negan his story. Yeah. And Well, know. the way he couches it is really weird too. Well, it's obvious that's the way he feels, but he's like, My parents were in charge here. Mm-hmm. Rick showed up and my brother and my mother and father were all killed. And now Rick's in charge. Yeah, it was and, basically that you know, Rick got got here, he's in charge, and because of everything that he's done, my family is dead. Well, but see, that's not the way it sounded. He he made it sound like Rick came in and took over and killed them all. So I didn't quite read it that way, but certainly I, I read it that way. I think he was trying to to because because Negan's paint. reaction was not somebody going, "Are you blaming Rick for this?" It was more mm-hmm. like that. That's the saddest damn story I think I've ever heard. Yeah. Uh, and Negan, by the way, is clean shaven this episode, and he just he looks he looks older without the. He actually mm-hmm. is more. Eh, I don't know. He he he's oh, visually God. more disturbing. So everybody's standing around. Negan and Negan starts talking about how Rick, even though he hates him, it's obvious that he hates him. Mm-hmm. He's out there hustling, trying to get supplies so that he can save the people in the town. Yes, because Rick has guts. Yeah, and I, I just let me paint you a word picture. Sure, go ahead. In my living room, I have a love seat. Mm-hmm. And a couch. Mm-hmm. Neither of these pieces of furniture face the television because right. interior design says that you face those pieces towards each other to create 
conversation place, conversation spot, the television should not be the focus of the room. So sometimes to watch television, I lay on the couch mm-hmm. facing the television, right. and Tim sits on the love seat, also facing the television. Right. So we're on separate sides of the room. The television is in the middle. I am laying my head when I'm laying on the couch is maybe two feet from the TV. Doctors recommend you do not sit two feet from the television. That is an urban myth. So I will find you a doctor. Oh, he's not going to do this. <laughs> so as soon as Negan said guts, I was yeah. like, I don't want to sit here anymore. <laughs> <starts> recoiling. <laughs> so I sat up and I moved to the other side of the couch. Because Negan looks at Spencer and goes, you thought that you could have me kill Rick for you mm-hmm. because you waited until Nick, Rick left. Rick, Rick left town, and then you come to me with your story, and you don't have any guts. And he pulls out his knife and sticks a hole, actually a fairly long line of hole, yeah. basically disembowels him. Yeah, and he's like, and, "Oh, oops, oops, sorry. Looks like you do have guts after all." <laughs> I have never been so wrong in my entire and, life. And poor Spencer. Falls to the ground while screaming out, mistakes were made! <laughs> I regret everything! <laughs> oh. And um, and Rosita, who has been, who has bullied her best friend into creating a gun for, creating a bullet for her, mm-hmm. who has been talked down very, very recently from doing something incredibly destructive, who has been told, not only was told by Eugene that if you try and do this, Negan will not kill you. He will kill someone else. You right. know this is true. Mm-hmm. He was told by told this will end one hundred percent badly. Yep. Rosita reaches in her in to the back of her shirt, pulls out the gun, shoots at Negan, and he blocks it with the Lucille. And the look on his face when we come back, and this is a commercial break, yeah. right? He comes back, and the look on his face is not the look of a man who tried to block it with his bat. Yeah. It's the look of a man who had the bat, and it was in the way of the bullet, right. and he is stunned. Yes. And also, pissed off is a good way to describe yes. it. And so one of the lieutenants, like, wrestles Rosita to the ground mm-hmm. and has a knife to her throat, and he says, no, 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 no. Put the knife on her face. Mm-hmm. Where did you get yes, this Yes, where did you bullet? get this bullet? This is a this is a handmade bullet. This, uh-huh. was, this was something that somebody manufactured recently. Right. Where did it come from? And Rosita's like, I made it. And he's like, no, you didn't. And and like, I love that, that he's like, I'm going to cut you. I'm going to cut up your face. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I actually really love this part. I'm going to cut up your face. If you don't tell me who who made this bullet, and Rosita leans up into mm-hmm. the knife and to where it cuts her face, and she's like, "I made it." And <laughs> then he's like, "Well, okay, kill somebody." And the the lieutenant shoots poor Olivia in the face, and I just felt so bad. Now I think for that poor Olivia. There are a couple of things that happen when he she shoots Olivia in the face. Yes, it is terrible. Olivia is. Really harmless, mm-hmm. and Negan has been some degree been picking on her because Olivia is a heavy set woman, right? Um, and to some, you know, to some argument to be made that she should she shouldn't be that heavy set, yes, in the post apocalypse world. 
whatever. Um, she's a sweet lady. Yeah, she's she's harmless. She was she's done nothing but try and help people. She's standing right next to Carl and Judith. Mm-hmm. Well, so, no, Judith. Judith has been called back up to Valhalla. Well, Judith is nowhere to be. Judith seen. is somewhere on the porch, out of camera range. So, you know, if she'd missed and hit Carl, this would have been a very different end of the episode, right? Um. So. So then he goes back and he's like, well, that, that's not necessarily <laughs> another kind of, this, while this was very tense and it, it had a lot of things in it that I really liked. Yeah. Cause, cause then Negan's like, I don't necessarily know if I would have made that choice, but you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so then he's like, who, he's just a dresser. <laughs> who made, who made this bullet? And Tara is like, I made it. And he's like, no, you didn't. <laughs> and then Eugene's like, no, you didn't. Yeah. I did. And Negan's like, Really? Yeah, and and Eugene starts spouting off the how to make a bullet, and he's like, "Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I'm gotcha." I believe you. Meanwhile, over at the gate, um, Aaron, Aaron are back. Yes, Aaron, on accident, I think, put the note that said, "You won, but you still lost." Right. In one of the baskets, one of the supply things, and and one of the saviors finds it. And he's like, "Are you? Did you leave this note for us? Are you?" Like, what are you doing? And Aaron tries to be like, no, tries to explain, but they don't want to, they just want to beat somebody up. Yeah. And so, oh, yeah. No, this was, this was not about them, this was not about them punishing Aaron specifically. Right. This is about the fact that they are dicks. Yeah. And when all is said and done, what characters that we have seen that are meant to be sympathetic among the saviors, or at least, the ones we're supposed to not hate right. as much. Where did they find all of these awful people? Why are all the awful people surviving the the, the end of the world? Well, you know, there, what is that that famous Berkeley prison experiment? Oh yeah, that's true. Where you know half the half the participants were made prisoners and half were made guards, right? And they kind of just watch what happened. And the people that were made into the guards. Became ruthless. Yeah, I know. And it wasn't. I know. It was not that they were bad people. It just was. That's just what happens when you give people that kind of power over other people. It just you know again it comes back to that whole reinforcement thing that the that the show is basically you know with the exception of our our handpicked group of you know heroes mm-hmm. the rest of the world everyone's is, dicks is, is off. So Rick comes Rick. Well, takes so beaten and bloodied Aaron. Yeah, because they and they basically they first they tell Rick to go away. Yeah, and then basically don't let Rick go away. Right. So he gets to watch Aaron get beaten, which he's not thrilled about. Right. Uh, neither is neither is Aaron's husband. Right. Um, who's clearly. Uh, I don't remember what his name is. It's something. I don't remember either. I'm just calling Blaine for now. <laughs> Aaron's husband. Yes, Mister Mister Aaron. So they. They have they they get back there right about the time that all of this stuff is going on. Right, and so of course Negan does his whole you know high school basketball teacher coach thing. Yeah, and like you should thank me for doing these. I cut your you have two less mouths to feed and blurt it blurt it blurt it blurt. He was trying. He wanted me to kill you. I saved you from yeah. that. You know, you know, 
Stop hitting oh, yourself. Stop hitting yourself. Stop. Yeah, Especially also, that, that, that also like, tells him, like, Carl, Carl broke into my compound and killed two of my men, and I brought him back here and didn't do a thing to him. And I gave him spaghetti. <laughs> I'm like, I just have to, like, I'm just, I'm just in my mind, it's like, oh, that's Carl killing a couple of more people. Like, yeah. Carl went and did this dumb thing, and now even more of their team is dead. Well, so. you know, there's, there's certainly... This season has very much been about the unintended, con the results of un the of, of un decisions. Yeah, the unforeseen consequences of decisions that we make. And then that, that and that's fine. I think that's that's a good thing to have, and it's it's right. helps with dramatic storytelling. But more importantly, Negan takes his toys and goes home. Right after telling telling Rick, you know, um, this wasn't good enough. By the way, this yeah. everything that you brought me for this you're still in the hole because all of this other stuff that just happened, right? Yeah. So, bye. Oh, and I left your kitchen a mess because yeah. they just got to twist the knife a little deeper. And Olivia is dead, so ain't nobody going to clean that Exactly. Kitchen. Oh, Carol God. is gone. <laughs> Olivia is is dead. So, like, Rick and Michonne, you know Michonne is going to be like, I am not cleaning this <laughs> <laughs> Although I, I forgot to tell you, my favorite part of the whole episode was when Negan was shaving. And he put the straight razor down, mm -hmm. and it's like Judith is right there, and like look, like looking up with her big cow eyes. And I was like, I thought Judith knows how to thro slit a throat with a straight razor. She was raised by Carol, so like <laughs> this is. <laughs> and suddenly the show takes a direction we were not expecting. <laughs> she picks up the straight razor, climbs him like a monkey, and blah! Oh, I would have loved it. Oh, it would have been great. So anyway. So Rick, all of this is done. Rick finds himself in the basement that they used as a cell. That they were going to use as a cell when they were thinking that they were about to start creating law and order. Right. Nobody's been in that cell yet. And that is where Michonne finds him. Mm-hmm. And she basically tells him that I went couldn't go with you and Aaron because I had to go do my do this my way. Mm -hmm. I had to go find out where Negan was and what we were up against. And I did. And it's worse than we thought. They outnumber us so very much. Mm -hmm. We are in trouble. Right. But um, I don't want to do this my way. It has to be our way. Mm -hmm. And she basically gives Rick the pep talk that basically is... It's time to fight. It's this is who yeah. we are. And mm -hmm. this is who you have made us. And this is who you said we are. And these are your words. Mm -hmm. And I know that you believe them, but I also know that you're afraid because you don't want us to be hurt. You can't be afraid of that. Mm -hmm. Because we are the ones... Who do live and even if we don't we have to live like we are mm -hmm. and Rick's like yeah I know <laughs> <laughs> it's just like why did I have this big speech if you already know this right? I had to go kill a lady I had to go kill a lady to get here and, and he's like just... no no I figured it out just recently myself but yeah, yeah. It's, that's <laughs> so it it's a great back... scene that felt very anticlimactic to me he's like I know <laughs> So they cuts back to Maggie standing on top of the of the wall mm -hmm. at the hilltop. Right. And she breaks into a smile and runs down the thing, screaming Sasha's name. They open the gate, and standing there are 
are Michonne and Rick and Tara and Rosita and Carl. Mm-hmm. And somebody else. Oh, no, that's it, right? Michonne, Rick, Tara, Rosita, and Carl. Yes, that's it. And so Enid and Sasha and Maggie are waiting for them. They all exchange hugs. And then Jesus and uh, and Daryl come out from another right. spot. And everybody's super excited to see Daryl, and he nuzzles Rick like a puppy. He nuzzled him like a puppy. He walks up to Rick, and there, and Daryl starts to break down. Mm-hmm. You actually see, because he's been. We forget that Daryl is the people who actually gave Daryl a reason to care about anything. The people who were Daryl's family in a way that his own brother brother wasn't. Mm-hmm. Is this group of people, and right. he said had has not been able to be there during any of this. Mm-hmm. He's been in a cage. Uh, his own actions got one of them got you know he's mm-hmm. he's clearly blaming himself for the for the death of Glenn. Um, so <laughs> we're gonna and we're gonna tally up the unintended deaths. Like e. Carl is still way. Oh way yeah, up Carl, there. No. like Carl's a monster. Stay in the damn house, Carl. This is only have helped if you'd stayed in the. Anyway. <sighs> But so it's an emotional bit, and it actually plays really well. And yeah. there, everyone, everyone is having these emotional connections. Even even <laughs> Rosita and Sasha, yeah, who who in the great the great battle for Abraham, both lost, both lost. Oh poor, ah, oh, that's sad. As, right here, and they both look at each other, and they're kind of like, yeah, hey, hey, hey. how you doing? I'm fine. You? Okay, cool. Yeah. And, <laughs> but they had this great bonding moment. And I'm looking at it going, man, it's almost like the Dirty Dozen. Oh, there's not, there's not a dozen of them. And Dustin looks at me and he goes, uh, Morgan and Carol? I'm like, oh, okay. Actually, it's 12. <laughs> no, it is. It is. It's a very, because then they like all start strutting up to the house. Oh, it's a, yeah. It's, it's, a drama- and it's a dramatic and we're, scene. The funny thing is, is that we have been so programmed by this show. And I feel like we had this exact same reaction last week at another point mm. where everybody's standing around and they're all smiling and they're like, we're going to, it's time to start fighting back and we're going to take back our lives. And we're both sitting there going, somebody is about to get right. shot. Zombies are going to float down from the I mean, sky. And everybody's going to smile on their face and they're walking up to the house and it looks so cool. Mm-hmm. And you're just waiting for the gunshot to ring out. And... Mm-hmm. Gregory to step out of the house and decide he's had enough. Ugh. But, you know, he's not, he's not, he doesn't have enough backbone. If Negan were to stick a knife in him, it would just be puffs of air. <laughs> just like deflate. Yeah. But yeah, it was, um, that's not, uh, that is where it ends, but it's not where it ends. That is, you know, that is the ending that says, okay, our, our family is back together. Right. We are going to defend the family. We're going right. to strike back at the enemies. You know, ta-da. Hey, Most hurrah. of the family. Most of the family. And the, ultimately, we know that the family's going to be. Because Carol is going to lead the women, the warrior women over the hill. It's going no, to be... that's not... They're going to be on oh, horseback Tara was and maybe there. flying Tara was eagles. And I forgot Tara, yes, was, Tara there. was there. So, so you're right. But you're right that it's going to be... Tara, this is this is going to be one of they're going to go and get Ezekiel and then Tara is going to sneak back to mm-hmm. that and they are going they are going to come riding over the hilltop. But it's not they're going to have to. I mean, it's just that's yes. It it will be it will be completely inappropriate if they don't. I'm telling you right now, it'll be a narrative sin for them well, not to do that. It's the you know you don't 
if you put the gun on the mantle in the first act, it's got to be shot by the third act. Exactly. Check off will get upset. This is this is one of those like like I said, we've been saying we've been defending this whole time. They're setting up the chess pieces. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're putting it in order so that when we then when this happens, it's going to be great. And so that's what we're doing. We're here. We're setting up the chess pieces. Now we're about to get to the real story. Oh yeah, because second half of the season is going to be, you know, rise up. In fact, that's actually it might actually be. Wasn't it rise up? Wasn't that even like the yeah the graphics for the preview for next second part of the season? Like there was something else. There was something else. There was the final scene. Oh right, where we see that someone is watching them. Well, watching Alexandria. Alexandria, and we see that up on uh, uh, Gabe is up on the mm-hmm. on the battlements, looking out in the person with the boot. Strange mystery person. Who do you think that is? It can't, I don't think it can be anybody we know. Can it be someone we know? Is there anyone who just was like, "I'm going to go and be my own"? I'm can't it, what. Well, no. What's his name? Doofus with the glasses and dreadlocks. It couldn't be him because he would have just like. Yeah, you know, he would have come in. He yeah, would've, he would have come back. No, uh, I don't know. Um, you know, it's not. It's not going to be one of the whisperers. They're we're not ready for those. We're yet. not ready for them yet. It's not going to be a fine young cannibal. They're all dead. It could be a new character. I'm trying to think if there's a new character in the comic that we need. Oh wait, there was some comic book character they were talking about introducing to the show. Um, I can't remember who it is. Pony boy. I don't remember. But anyway, I don't know. Um, hey, new character maybe. So. It's not obviously. It doesn't have to be. It's not going to be one of the saviors. There's no reason for them to be. It, no, I think what it is. I think the person that it is is the person who put the supplies out there. Could be. I don't. I and I don't know. I just. I have. I have. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? I don't want to make predictions. Uh, what was the other thing? I feel like there's something else I wanted to talk about at this when with this particular episode, but I've lost it. It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. You sure? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. So, I'm okay, actually, where we end up here. I'm for... This season has actually been fairly good. Yeah. The pro- I hate that... Like, because I read other sites and sure, stuff and read their recaps. And I hate that people talk about how, like, slow and boring this has been. And I just I find that so annoying. Well, yeah, I know. And but the thing is, you and I are story people. Mm-hmm. We understand that sometimes you have to have story. Ah, wait. I remembered yes. what it is. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull out my my uh, film degree. Okay. Uh, this episode, for me, these last couple episodes feel like Othello mm-hmm. because the whole central part of Othello is that it could be. The whole thing can be resolved with one person asking the right question. One person, people talking to each other. Sure, right. Mm-hmm. If you just if you just had a conversation mm-hmm. and put ourselves together, you can avoid... Othello is veering towards tragedy because he refuses to ask questions that he knows he needs to ask. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's how I felt during this whole episode, especially the first half. Everyone has their own plans and machinations. No one is talking to each other. And if somebody just asked the right question or said the right sentence to the right person, mm-hmm. the tragedy could be avoided. Right. And in a way, I feel like that happened. I feel like 
by the end, when Michonne goes to Rick and says, we can't do this anymore, we can't, I can't do it my way, you can't do it your way, we have to make our own way and we have to fight. Mm-hmm. That is the correct, that's what, that's the crux that turns everything. It's no longer a tragedy. We're no longer living in a tragedy through these episodes like we had been since the beginning of the season. Right. We're no longer careening towards death. Now we, now the Magnificent Ten showing up, mm-hmm. we have, we're turning things around and things are going to get better. Anyway, there you go. No, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. I thought. But I think that you're quite right in that with looking at the other websites and them saying, you know, oh, this stuff is so slow. Where's the drive? But except yeah. that you have to, it's, there's nothing wrong with taking time to build up story and, and right. maneuver those characters around. Um, it's something like story arcs. And yes. you're not treating the entire season as one long story arc. It's broken down into little arcs throughout the course of the season. Yeah. It might be half the season, or it could be in a third or a quarter. That's how that's that's how storytelling works, and especially when you're doing television, um, especially these days when you can have your uh, series long arc, but even then it's going to be broken down into pieces. Yes, because it's really hard to engage someone in an, an, an audience over twenty two episodes or twelve episodes yeah. or thirteen episodes if you don't have some sort of resolution, some point, mm-hmm. somewhere in there. So I don't know. I, I looked. I looked at the numbers today. Looked at the, the Walking Dead numbers. Today. Okay. And it really just kind of disappoints me that people are looking at these slower episodes and having that reaction. Because I think they really are giving some of our characters a chance to... We had a terror episode. Yeah. Um, we have... You know, Which was not... Ter- and, oh my gosh, reading people say like, why did Tara need her own episode? She needed her own episode because we had to introduce these armed-to-the-teeth women. Mm-hmm. Well, but even then... Why doesn't she deserve her own episode? Mm-hmm. No. Isn't she a member of the group? Yes. Right. I don't know. It's just there's. I have no problem with these kinds of ep- those kinds of episodes because I they do get you somewhere. They're yeah. they're advancing the story. They're not treading water. They're not a filler episode. They're not a clip show. Mm-hmm. They're advancing the story. And I don't think we've had. Well, we had a bit of a filler episode. A couple of weeks ago, like one of the ninety-minute episodes was like this should not have been ninety minutes. You know, last week, yeah, to some degree, last week should have. Like, yeah, you could have done last week in an hour. Mm-hmm. So, this week felt more like we were getting more in the ninety minutes than right than last week certainly did. So, any event, um, I don't know. It leaves us at a good place. Next season, the second half of the season should be pretty dramatic. Lots of things. There will be blood and, and war and. And stabbies. I, I can't wait to find out how, how they find the kingdom. Because I don't think anyone here, maybe Jesus, maybe Jesus knows where the kingdom is. Um, you know what? I don't know. I that was my impression is that they don't know where the kingdom is either. But then again, it's so hard to tell what the distance between any of these things are. We don't know. Nobody knows. Neither do they. Nobody knows. So in any event, uh thank you for listening, folks. We will be back in a well, week. We'll be back next week. Walking Dead will be back in February. Yeah. Uh, and next week we'll be between Teen Wolf. We'll start talking about Teen Wolf. Talking about the teenage and werewolves. And so for those of you who have never watched Teen Wolf, next episode is your chance, like mine, to catch up with what the heck's going on with the show. Um, and then as we go through the final episodes of this season. How many episodes mm-hmm. are left this season, Dina? I have no idea. I you know I don't know those things. We will find those out and have those available 
to you guys then. I guess it's so. it's eleven thirty here. It's eleven thirty. We're very we're we're we got to work in the morning. Oh gosh. Ugh. Anyway, thanks for listening, folks. We'll be back next week with more Zompocalypse. Now, thank you, Dustin. Thank you, Tim. And we will see you guys next week. This has been a presentation of HorrorForMe.com. Copyright 2016 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. This is Sci-Fi For Me Radio. <laughs>